Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Drunk on VHS. This is Mo. With me, as always, the esteemable... Doom Doom Boss. Not so esteemable. <laughs> yep. What's that mean, there? Hill not alligator boots. It's a dumb dumb boss. Uh, we got a good episode for you, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah. transvestites. And, oh, Christ, we're gonna go with that again. <laughs> well, they're people too. Uh, they're two different people. Ladies, gentlemen, hermaphrodites. <laughs> Pre, post, intra-op. Yeah, yeah, we did intra-op the other time. We, we got a good episode for you today. Going with a little bit of a theme. Not through the whole episode, but at least. You know, towards the end, we got a little bit of a theme. Yeah. Tonight's episode is all about street fighters. Street fighters. Street fighters. <laughs> but uh, that's that's later on. Up first, we've got straight out of the trailer park. Yep. Coming attractions. Yep. Tornado brought it right back. Oh yeah. You know, it, it was it was amazing. Yeah. We, we, like last week, we were all distraught because we didn't have any trailers because the <laughs> it was in the eye of the storm. Yeah, the tornado <laughs> blew it away, but the tornado landed it right back where it was yep. before and smashed, smashed it right back in. Yeah, we opened up the trailer park, and what do we got today? We got some good trailers for you, but then after that, we've got a right. new segment for you. It's called Flix Picks. Flix Picks. It's where me and Bosch talk about some of our recent viewings from, from Netflix. I know, it's a shameless plug for Netflix. It, it, I know, we're not even getting paid to talk about Netflix. I might be but... getting paid on the side. <laughs> 25 cents a movie. You might make a whole dollar today. I know. Uh, I can get that ice cream I wanted. But me and me and Bosch are unabashed, you know, an, an unrepentant yeah. Netflix, Netflix fan. fans. Been members combined total of, well, 2005 and... and 2006. What, so, so, 11 years. Well, yeah, if you want to add nine it. Nine years. Nine but, years. Yeah. We'll, do, we'll do the math right this time. Well, six plus five is 11. Is 11, is 11 yeah, but I, 11 doesn't matter when we're not counting it that way. Sorry. Yeah, so me and Bosch are each going to, you know, we'll briefly discuss some movies that yeah. we've watched. You know, we're not going to go into too much detail. It'll be real... It'll be brief, know, real, quick. Real brief. Then we've got our first uh, Street Fighters uh, review. Street Fighters! Street Fighters! <laughs> Up first, we've got uh, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Wow. And then uh, <laughs> after that, we're, we're, we're going to give your brain a moment to uh, to let the swelling shrink yep. back down. And yep. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, District 13 Ultimatum, the uh, sequel to the now classic District B-13. All I have to say to that is Dropkick on a Casino Table. Dropkick on a Casino Table, which nice. is, of course, from District B-13, yeah. which is not the movie we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I just want to sneak that. He said sequel to the first one. Yeah. And then uh, and then after that, we have our other Street Fighter review. From 1994. From 1994. Street Six. Fighter. Street Fighter. 16 years ago. Classic Van Damme. Yeah. Raul right. Julia's last movie. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah, that's in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and then after and then after that we're gonna forego Ask Jonah Hex today 
because we've got a special treat for you. We we're gonna, do? We're, yeah, <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna get meta on your oh, ass today. Meta, and <laughs> we're gonna give you hex on hex with Jonah Hex. Yep, Jonah Hex today will be reviewing. Jonah Hex. His own movie. His own movie. I wonder what he's going to say. I think he's going to say something about Quentin Turnbull. I hope so. I guess. Maybe he found someone else to bounty hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we better hope so, or else there's not going to be a second movie. (laughs) Although I'm kind of thinking there's not going to be a second movie anyway. (laughs) Well, maybe. Yeah, good point. But uh, but let's let's get into this. Let's get into our first segment here. Trailer Park. First up, we've got uh, the next movie in the uh, Twilight Twilight Saga, Saga, Eclipse. Looks great. I'm on Team Jacob. What about you, Mo? I'm Team Edward, James Olmos. Oh, nice. (laughs) Team Jacob, the Blue Jay from Under the Umbrella Tree. (laughs) I mean, if you've seen any of the first... Like, it kind of cracks me up how, like, these movies just seem to get exponentially worse and worse. Well, I haven't seen and any of them. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. And I probably will at some point just because of completion factor. If you want. Well, yeah, I didn't say I'm going to watch it with you. I'll, I'll probably end up watching it alone. Or, it's a disturbing movie. You know, yeah. <laughs> it'll be one of my disturbing movies. But the first one was really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it already... It started off setting the bar way low. <laughs> and... I was just completely unimpressed. So, uh, you know, we'll see where we'll see where the third movie brings us. Of course, Maybe. I gotta wa- I gotta watch the second one Maybe at some you'll point. Be good? No, 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 not likely. I was trying to be nice. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? We already no. tell, we already know what teams are on. So. <laughs> we've 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 mentioned the important things. You know, Jake. You know, we've got Team Jacob. Yep. And uh, Team Edward James almost. Yep. <laughs> <Jacob>. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we've got the Switch, the newest from the, the, Jennifer Aniston, the blandest movie. From oh my Aniston god! Ever. This is this is yeah. This is arguably the most vanilla movie I think I've ever seen. Well, the title alone is like what? I don't yeah. remember it. I don't even remember the title. Well, it's funny, yeah, because we were going through and we were like, well, what trailers are we going to talk about today? And I see on the list, I'm like, the Switch. What the fuck is that? Is that something about a light switch? Yeah, it's about a light, light switch. switch. <laughs> but we were just like, we're watching it, we're like, what the fuck is this? This is, this is the stupidest looking thing ever. And then we watched it, it's like, oh yeah. And I felt so, I felt so bad for fucking, for Jason Bateman. Michael who, Bluth? <laughs> who, you know, I mean, yeah, the dude the dude can do good work, it's just for some fucking reason, he picks his terrible material Well, sometimes. he probably got paid like a gazillion dollars. And... I have a strange feeling he didn't. He probably got paid something, he but... He got paid at least a million. Yeah, yeah, probably. But anyway, yeah, What's it's gonna sperm. It's gonna be fucking bad. Yeah, exactly. The basic premise is that he gets drunk one night and accidentally uh, knocks out the sperm donor f- uh, for Jennifer, Anist- Jennifer Aniston's baby, and mm-hmm. he replaces it himself. Sounds really similar to the next best thing. Remember that movie every year with Madonna? No. Well, it was. That. I swear I don't remember well, anything about if it. Someone, I can. I remember this. I'm yeah. mentioning this. Yeah, but please. there's a movie. It's called Next Best Thing with Madonna and Rupert Everett. And Madonna gets pregnant by Rupert Everett because they were drunk, and then they have a child, and then there's like a court room. I never saw, it, but <clears> I saw a trailer, and it's uh. like. Or maybe I did see it, Pink. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> and it seems very similar to that. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it's probably you know. But maybe it, worse in a way. It's it's the next best thing with a turkey baster. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. We've no. got a couple of we've got we've got exactly <laughs> two good movies, and they're about the exact same thing. I don't want to move yeah. on. I want to talk about the Switch forever. 
Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Let, let's go. Let's let's I'm go on to the next around. one. Casino Jack. You're not you're not kidding around. You want to talk about the Switch for the next three hours. I know it. <laughs> All right, so come on, Casino Jack's the first one. Yeah, we've got Casino Jack's in the United States of, what's it, money? Yeah. So, yeah, we've got two movies on the slate today about Jack Abramoff. The guy with the yeah. evil hat. The guy with the evil hat, just like the one that Bosch is currently wearing. Yes, I'm wearing an evil hat. The top hat, black top hat. It's not a top hat. Well, to me, it is. It, that's not a top hat. Well, what is it? I don't know. I don't know what it's specifically right, called. It's a gangster-looking hat from the 30s. Yeah, but it's so far from a top hat, it's not even funny. Oh, I wish I had a top hat. <laughs> I wish I had a top hat. Then I could do my. <laughs> then I could dress up like Coffin Joe. And also you can dress up, maybe I see WB Frog. Nah. No, Dami, you'll be It's like Casino Jack. Yeah, so Casino Jack is the factual yes. version, <laughs> you know, the, the, the documentary version of the story, where they talk about Jack Abramoff yeah, and, and all the... Of- Enron. Yeah, Enron and Taxi to the Dark, yeah, the Dark Side. Both excellent. Both excellent amazing documentaries. documentaries. Yeah. Two of the best I've ever seen, so I expect this one will be... Oh, it's going to be... A, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, so Taxi to the, the Dark Side and yeah. uh, Enron, Smartest Guys in the Room. Definitely two documentaries worth... Worth watching. You haven't worth seen them taking yet. a peek at. They're both very well made. So I suspect Casino Jack will be... Just as good. Just as good. I hope to see it soon. Yeah. And the fictional account. And then we've got the fictional account. Well, I don't know if we want to say fictional. It's well, the, it's, you know, it's the dramatized yes, it's account. it's uh, you know. Uh, starring Kevin Spacey. Bagman. Bagman. Which also actually looks pretty, pretty incredible, good. yeah. I'd actually like to watch those back-to-back, well, just for the, the fun ultimate, of it. You know? Ultimate double feature. The ultimate Abramoff double feature, you know. Well, you know, Jack Abramoff, he produced Red Scorpion 1 and 2. Oh, with yeah. Dolph Lundgren in the first one. Nah. And maybe they'll mention that in the documentary. That would be... Kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out there. <laughs> so John and, Lovitz is in it? He's, yeah, John uh, Lovitz and... Who's the chick who's in it? Kelly that? Preston. Yeah, Kelly Preston. It looks and good. Gary Pepper, so it's like... All right, so and then and then, uh, but but it looks good essentially. Yes. And then we've got our last film of coming attractions, right. straight out of the trailer park, our favorite place to be, mm-hmm. Alpha and Omega. This is a movie that's going to the theater. It's in the theater. This is going to be in the theater. Uh, this is, I mean, this is like, I mean, this, this looks like a bad DreamWorks film. It, but it has better animation than Delgo. Not by much. Well, like a smidge. By a smidge. That's why I said it looks like a bad DreamWorks film. What is it, like wolves or something? Yeah, it's about a couple of wolves. You know, one's from the Alpha crowd, one's from the Omega crowd. Oh, no. You know, the goods and the bads. It's the classic story that we've seen a zillion times well, over. Well, let me already. guess. They're going to be fighting, and then they're going to not be fighting, and then... It's and like, then they're going to fall in love. They're going to fall in love, and there's going to be some adventure, maybe maybe some almost call, you know, close calls, and then the end. Essentially, this is the retelling of every 1980s uh, John Cusack film ever made. You know, it's like... It's like a watered-down Balto. Yeah, it's a watered-down Balto, yeah. I couldn't put that any better myself. Yep. So, you know. Well, uh, that's it. Closing up the trailer <clears throat> park. <laughs> yep. Bye, trailers. Moving on. Alright, so. This is a new segment. Yeah, it's a new idea we're kind of toying oh, around yeah. with. Well, you know, we'll see how it works on this one. But but essentially, it's me and Bosch watch a lot of Netflix. Yeah, M- most much, mostly mostly in the the, the streaming. You know, the right. watch now. Yeah. That um, you know that we tend to enjoy a lot, but well, we also you know get the DVDs as yeah. well. You know, we're yeah, not a, still get DVDs. Yeah. I hope they stick with that. You know, not just streaming all day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I hope that uh, I hope that they do stick with the uh, with the DVDs as well. 
Um, I, I don't think they have much of a choice. I mean, because it's not because not everybody is you know agreeing to allow oh, everything yeah. to be streamed. It's so, gonna be just forever, you know. You know, both of us have watched some you know some movies lately. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you, you start? start yeah, why don't you start all, all of them in a while? No, no, no just, just, just let's just you know just tell me about it. tell me. Well, about I just saw Night of the Warrior, starring fan favorite Lorenzo Lamas from uh, Body Rock. Let your body rock, body rock. Right, this is not a review for Body Rock. And you, this is from the movie Night of the Warrior. Oh, is it? <laughs> actually, it's very similar to Body Rock because there are like dance sequences and singing. Oh yeah, yeah, and some mild punch fighting. But um, your favorite? I love punch fighting. If you yeah. know what that is, just underground people in the underground fighting arena. Punching each other, you know, meatheads punching each other in the face. And then there are other there are other variations on yes. like you know with like kick fighting, kick fight, yeah, kick fighting, and, and, and leg fighting, leg fighting, and arm fighting. And, <laughs> and, and we're not making this up. These are no. all real. This is this is all real terminology that's yes. actually used in a lot of these movies. There's actually a movie called The Leg Fighters. Yes, yeah. I've seen that one. Remember that Chopsucky? But it's like this has some, not much punch fighting really, from what no. I remember. Just like they, there's two guys, one the llama, some other guy. They fight like in the mud so it's really like mud fighting <laughs> mud fighting and then the first documented mud fighting yeah mud fighting and then you know something about like he shoots hobos with a camera <laughs> oh with a camera with a, with a camera and then he tells a waitress uh, keep the change it's been real and eh, that was about it so the entire movie is a little bit of punch fighting and him making like three wisecracks just, just about it that sounds like a typical Lorenzo Lamas yeah really uh, light in the old action department but <laughs> Okay. My films are uh, a little bit more on the, the serious side. Well, except for one. You know, I'll start at the top, work my way down. Probably go back and forth. Yeah, why not? Yeah. We'll just, you know, we'll talk about them. And if we don't do them all, who cares? Whatever. Yeah, we'll well, do them all. But, uh, yeah, my first one is, is a film that I watched for a segment that I was that I was working on back when I still had the blog going called My Year in Disturbing Films, where... You know, I'd wa- I'd try to find the most fucked up movies that I could and and watch them. You know, subject my brain to this amount of and torment. You subject yourself to a lot. A of lot of torment. Something called murder set pieces. Well, murder set pieces was just bad. Not yeah. Well, that was just more torture. That was just it was just. Yeah, which is really a hard movie to watch, not because of the movie subject matter, but because the movie itself is bad. I would say, you know, you want to talk about a movie that actually tormented me, <laughs> you know, I think a good example would be a Sweet Movie. Oh, yeah, don't, no, let's not talk yeah, about we, that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about a different movie that, yes. I nev- that I never actually, you know, before the blog imploded, I never had a chance to actually write up a review on this one, so we'll, we'll talk about it. Real quick, because I want to start doing, you know, the disturbing movies, you know, w- once a month. I don't want to do as recording. Yeah, yeah, with the right. with the podcast. So right. this is we'll we'll call this the first one, I guess. Whatever. Okay. But the movie's Grave of the Fireflies, which if you've ever seen it, is one of the most depressing movies ever made. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, it's just it's such such a hard movie to watch because it's like this kid cannot cut a break, and every time he cuts a break, he winds up getting like beaten mm-hmm. or arrested or somebody dies. Or he dies, you know. <laughs> but the whole movie is just like depressing act after depressing act. Families killed in the war because this all takes place during like World War Two. Yeah, I remember some of it. You know, yeah. just, you must have just watched it. So I've watched it within the last couple of months. Yeah. So watched the last couple of five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's utter, utterly depressing film. It's about a boy who's trying to basically, like I said, his parents die, his mother gets sick, she dies in the hospital, his father dies in the war, and he's stuck taking taking care of his little sister. And he has to like steal for food, and yeah, he runs into the towns for during air raids uh, to gather up food and supplies, mm-hmm. and uh, puts himself in direct danger there, and ends up coming, you know. And eventually, what ends up happening is is, is you know this 
his sister ends up so mal malnourished that she ends up dying herself. Like there's like a line in the movie where he's like where he talks about how she fell asleep and then and then he just says she never woke up again. And like the way he says it is just like feel like your eyes welling up, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really really hard scene to watch. Very sad. A very sad movie. But yeah, I mean as far as like, you know, it as far as like it being disturbing is concerned, the like the uber depressingness of it, it is enough to to kind of fuck with your head. So I definitely think that it's got some disturbing, you know, qualities to it. I just watched Two Tigers. Uh-huh. It's kind of crud. It was like a Japanese-Italian co-production. It seemed like it's like has some sort of lesbian quality to it. <laughs> like a, it was like a lesbian, like, fake La Femme Nikita of the worst with no action whatsoever <laughs> and virtually le no lesbian sex just like so one teasing. of those wait so one of the selling qualities of the film was that it was that there was lesbians involved yeah and yet there was like no lesbian no sex it was just a bunch of teasing that's sad maybe like a kiss or two and then the action was so bad it was ha really haphazardly cut like there's a part where a woman kicks a guy completely jagged cut uh, and then he falls down watch it today foot, <laughs> foot goes up edit Yep. Guys on the ground. Exactly, Lovely. exactly. One of the more recent movies I watched, uh, because it just came out on DVD not too long ago, was The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. And how was that? I, you know, I'm a huge Terry Gilliam fan. I love, love his movies. Brazil? I, I'm a huge fan of his work. Uh, I even enjoyed Tideland. I thought it was really... I thought it So was that really was really uh, not as good? This mm -hmm. one was a little lacking. Visually stunning. It was oh, a go gorgeous film, but that's to be expected from Gilliam. I just thought that the... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I thought I thought the the story was a little lacking, more. you know, comparatively as far as, you know. I mean, I know what he was trying to do with this, and, and of course, he kind of lets you know that this is what he's trying to do, like right from the get go. Well, that's his problem. He has too many ideas. Well, it, well, he was trying to say that he was trying to make this like Amarcord, oh, you know, okay. something to that effect. He was trying to make this his Amarcord. Yeah, Amarcord. All right. So I could see, you know, watching the film, you can see where he's trying to do that. It's just like I, I just don't know. If he necessarily succeeded... See, that's why he's a hit-or-miss person. He tries too hard. See, but that's the funny thing, is that for me... Well, maybe, I mean, maybe there's movies of his that I haven't seen yet, oh, but... I saw uh, most of his work. I've seen most of it that I, that I know oh, of. Well, maybe the Brothers Grimm or something? I know I haven't seen Brothers Grimm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I heard that was very good. But everything else I've seen of his, I've really I've really enjoyed. The documentary, you see that one, Lost in La Mancha? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, really? Worth, that's worth watching. Yeah. But you can't really call that a Terry Gilliam film. It's, well, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's a documentary yeah, it's about documentary. Terry Gilliam. Yeah, yeah, about a movie that you know he never got to make. But um, I, mean, I think as far as like a tribute to uh, you know Heath Ledger is concerned, I think mm. I think the movie works. What about his like replacements, like Johnny Depp and? I thought, they did a, I thought they did a grand, a great job. You say, you don't say grand job. I also thought you were going to say that. Oh, they did a grand job. It was spectacular oh. piece of work. Oh. Oh, put my fucking pinky up and yeah. put it by my mouth. Oh, exactly. <laughs> hey, it's Lord Wellington. Friend of Lord Washington. Ah, <laughs> oh, see him. Oh, I didn't talk like him at all, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was a decent tribute to uh, to Heath Ledger. Heath in the role. It's kind of funny. I didn't I didn't notice this until somebody fucking said it to me. <laughs> you can kind of see a lot of, you know, a lot of his work with the Joker, like mm -hmm. in the character. Now, oh, really? Yeah, to yeah, Tony and the Joker couldn't be farther from different characters. But you see a lot of the same mannerisms because obviously Heath went into his brain up deep. You know, with the Joker when he when he worked on that. So obviously coming at coming fresh out of that yeah. right into this, 
you could tell his mind was still sort of in the same in the place. David Joker mold. Yeah, but the movie was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it's, it's a, it's, I think, I think it's a four star. Oh, okay. You know, five. four out of five, yeah, which is lacking for a Gilliam film. Because you kind of go into a Gilliam film sort of expecting a five. At least I do, because I'm a big fan of his work, so. The next one I watched was The Butterfly Effect 3, Revelations. Which, which is amazing, because I didn't even realize they made it two. Or barely they made a one. Well, but I'm, like, <laughs> I'm surprised they bothered to make a one. Well, but. I guess it has a name. has a name recognition. Barely. But it's like, this one is just, you know, more the same. But it was better, because it was, uh, they actually put some heart into it. Some couple of hard R kills. Uh-huh. And it was overall pretty good. It had the exposition that I love and enjoy. And We are big fans of exposition. It's like, yeah, we all love it. It's like, oh, now this is what really happened. It's like, okay, I'm... It was well done. Well, I don't know if we. I don't know if I would say that you like exposition. <laughs> no, no I, no, I love exposition. I could, I could watch an entire movie of them just, of them just talking to me about what happened. Well, that's a, that's like the last like fifteen minutes. Like, yeah. this is what I did. So this is what you could have done. But no, you were just too late. But that's like that's like <laughs> that's like one of the big reasons why I like Spalding Gray so much. You know, like like watching his you know monologues because it's all it's i mean literally it's all he's doing he's just mm. sitting there staring at the camera talking to you it's <laughs> awesome so butterfly Not bad. that's okay I, I know it seems weird watching the third one, but but not seeing the second. Not, I skipped over the second one because I heard yeah. it was kind of a crud. So it's like so kind I went of right to the third. Crud. Kind of, it's, it's a crud. He's <laughs> a crud. So. Okay, I watched. I, I went back and I watched an older an older one, um, film I hadn't watched in a couple of years, and I, I jokingly said on my on my Facebook today that I that I watched this for a very dirty and very naked Ray Don Chong. Yeah, I read that. But um, uh, but that's. I mean, that's a kind of almost a half truth, really. I mean, I watched uh, Quest for Fire. Ron Perlman, motherfucker. Ron, <laughs> Ron Perlman, he's awesome. It's amazing how there's not a single word spoken in the entire movie, yeah. and yet a very relatable story is told throughout the throughout the course of the film. It's really underrated, I'd say. It's a horribly underrated film. It's a it's a film that most people don't even know about, you know. But as uh, a mutual friend of ours said, that it's it's probably the best caveman film ever made. Better than Caveman and Ringo Starr. <laughs> Ringo is an is an amazing gent. <laughs> he actually wrote all the Beatles songs. Every single one of them. Yeah, he. Act, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not. Uh, John yeah, Lennon was in the band. It's not Lennon and McCartney. It's no. Ringo and Starr. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The entire movie. And as you want to talk about Quest for Fire? Quest for, I no, I mean the, the entire. Like I said, the entire. It's a. It's a great movie. There's no dialogue whatsoever outside of grunts and points and stuff like that. Can't make that today. You wouldn't be able to. Possible. Not a chance. Well, he could, but it'd just be in no theaters. It, it, it would go straight to video. Yeah, or it'd be considered like this huge, like art house film. Yeah, you know? it'd be at the Cinema Four. And <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah, exactly. It would be at, it would be at all the tiny little theaters. You know, who, the, the the little theaters that still care about you know like real film. And, <laughs> and Very true. Even with Ron Perlman today, I still think it would. Yeah, you know, would sell. I, I really I really loved how they didn't have to put that much makeup on Ron Perlman. Either. No, <laughs> he's a great looking man because he's because he's a pretty cro magnon looking dude to begin <laughs> with. I watched Living Death on uh, streaming, Netflix streaming. Now you told me something interesting about this. That, that, it, that it features... Uh, Christy Swanson from Buffy Vampire Slayer in the movie, if you remember her. She's a little overweight, <laughs> uh, looking a little chunky. <laughs> and uh, this one was about, she was like a widow or trying to kill her husband. Uh-huh. And then he's actually alive, and then he he's out to kill her. I know it seems kind of junky, and it kind of is. I was going to say, that and, sounds, based yeah. on your very lackluster description, yes. I, I would say that I'm, I am the best like at lackluster descriptions. Yeah. 
I never sell anybody anything. Like I said, to, well, I'm making a, it's basically a joke, but The Dark Knight, eh, it's a Batman movie. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was okay. Yeah. I watched uh, Muppets from Space. You really actually watched that from beginning to end? I, huh? You watched it from beginning to end. From beginning to end. I had my kids this weekend, so we no, watched No, you actually don't have children. I have kids. I have two kids. You know that. No. But <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> but yeah, we watched we watched Muppets from Space. They didn't really care so much, but I but I you know you were hooked in. I get this I get this problem where it's like when when I start a movie, I kind of don't like to stop it. I mean, I will. Oh, you stop everything. Well, I stop all the TV shows, <laughs> but I got I got kind of sucked into Muppets from Space, despite how bad it was. I mean, and it like, was like I remember it's pretty it's pretty something bad. like Gonzo. He like something about Noah's Ark or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he has a dream in it where. He's all upset because Noah won't let him onto the ark because he's the only, he, there's only one of them. There's one Gonzo. Isn't Hulk Hogan in it? Hulk Hogan is, and he's like it's, it's at like the height of his bad guy phase oh, too. Oh, it's Hollywood so, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, he's Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He's got that fucking <laughs> black painted on beard. He looks so. Oh, I know. I remember that. So right? fucking stupid looking. And isn't and Ray Liotta's in it for two seconds? Ray Liotta's in it. Yeah, I, I wish they had used him more, but really, he's like a security guard. Yeah, I can't remember. He, this. Yeah, he's a security guard. They spray him with some like love spray, and he like he, he ends up like I don't want to say he doesn't fall in love with Miss Piggy, but oh, he ends up like. Kermit. He ends up like submitting to her will. It's so. So this is the S and M version of. <laughs> it's really fucking dumb. It's a dumb movie, and, it, and, and I'll spoil the ending for you. What uh, Gonzo's an alien. So Wasn't the, that so, kind of obvious? So the Muppets from space. The Muppet from space is fucking Gonzo. You know, it's such a joke. Well, doesn't that negate Muppet Babies? Yes. I'll sing the song. No. Make your dreams come true. <laughs> Muppet babies. All right, that's all. I'll say. That would have sounded much better if I didn't have a sore throat right now. But and then I guess that wraps everything up. Yeah, you know, Muppets from, Muppets from space. So that's some movies we watched from flicks, uh, from the flicks lately. But uh, but now is a great time to get on to our features. So moving on. Yes. So our first review for you today is uh, a little piece of crud <laughs> we like to call Street Fighter, The Legend of Chung Lee. Yeah! It's, um... Crud? Yeah, it's... It was, um... I don't know, not not very good. Well, it could have been a lot worse. Well, yeah, but it could have been a lot better, too. Well, if you watched the unrated version, I think that maybe that helped a little bit. True. With some of the kills. Yeah. But if you watched, like, a PG-13 version, it would be just torture. But Chris Klein makes that movie almost unwatchable. <laughs> well, he plays what? Agent Nash, Nash out, motherfucker. That's what he says in the movie. That's a little, we're going kind of ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you jumped way ahead, but yeah. Um, yeah, he plays a character named, what was his name, like Stephen Nash yeah, or something Steve like that. Nash. It, it's such a dumb name, too. It's like Stephen and Nash. And what he looks like is even funnier. Yeah, explain he, this, explain this one. He, he, I imagine he, if you will, <laughs> alright, alright, no, no, hold on. Imagine, if you will, I'm going to say the word douchebag. Okay. Okay? But not, like, the word, not what pops into your head right now. Because I guarantee you, everybody who's listening to this right now has, like, a Guido. Like, thanks to Jersey Shore, they have a Guido. Oh, don't mention that. Stuck in their head right now when I say the word douchebag. Forget that. Let that bubble pop. And remember what you used to think when you thought the word douchebag. I thought Chris Klein. 
That's exactly what Chris Klein looks like. <laughs> He's got like this stupid leather jacket, oh, yeah, almost a duster. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's like, and it's like his hair is all tough, back. back. You know, he's, and he's always he always has this kind of like tough look. You know, he's like sauntering. Yeah, he yeah, 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 saunter. yeah, yeah. It's like he, it's like he's like reteaching himself how to walk. Yeah, and, and he says, "I love this job. I love this job. It's so stupid." You know, I mean, of course, the reason why he loves the job is a certain you know other agent who he gets to work with. What's that actress's name? Moon, Something. Moon Bloodgood. Moon Bloodgood, which well, is still she, one of the dumbest names. Well, ever, you but. know, she goes to the doctor and. You don't have to go anywhere. She gets her blood tested, and the blood was good. But it's like... <laughs> the, doc- kinda... the doctor's on the moon? Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's kind of hot, so... Let, but let's talk about the movie itself. Now, this is the sequel, or I guess. Huh? Isn't that a sequel to no. Sea Fighter, or is it a reboot? No, it's just it's just it's an origin just, story. They're trying they're trying to do like the the gritty, the gritty remake, you know, with did not, they failed. Yeah, they failed miserably. Because all the characters are not in it. There's no Zangief. There's a lot of characters who are missing. There's no E Honda. No. There's no DJ. Nope. There's no T Hawk. And there's barely I don't think there's any Ryu. Well, I mean you're also forgetting that there's no there's no anybody. There's Bison, Balrog, Chun Li. Essentially. And I guess Vega. And Vega. Yeah, no, they're definitely Vega, but that's that's like it. I think there's somebody who they're trying, like like that was that old Asian guy. Was that guy supposed to be Ken? I think so. That's awful. <laughs> He's Asian. Ken's not Asian. Yeah, Ken is an American white person. That's what I'm saying. He's like this. Ken's a white dude. <laughs> so dumb. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for like characters who were in the movie. The, uh, it's like it's missing all these characters, and I know what they were trying to do. They're trying yeah. to set it up so that there'd still be other characters to fight. Yes, and yes. Well, fight. Listen to me, like I'm talking about the game. Yeah, well, yeah, there's still, there's still yeah. there'd still be other characters to to bring into the equation in later movies. But I don't see this having another movie made. If it would have to be made really well, it have to be like why would they start? Good. Why would they start with Chung Lee? Well, first of all, Chung Lee does not look. First of all, Kristen Kruk, who plays yeah, who Chun Li, doesn't look Asian. Is not Asian at all. She she barely looks Hawaiian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe no. I'm not willing to watch another one. It has to be really good. It would. It, in order for me to watch another Street Fighter movie after watching the the these ones, these ones, I could not see myself watching it again unless it was unless it was redone as like a gritty R, like hard R action. Yeah, well, with original punch fighting. I just don't see myself wanting to see another no. another Street Fighter film. It was kind of a tough set. It, I mean, it was it was better than we expected. It was be- yes, it's better because I think we saw a better version. Mm. If we saw the original version, I think it would have been just unbelievable torture. Well, you're probably right there. We saw the unrated version, so we got lucky, I guess. If you want to call that luck. luck. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, well, I don't want to, can I give this away? or Give everything you want away. I don't okay, so Chun-Li basically kills Bison. So if this is an origin story, they're going to try to allude to the, the one we're about to review in 1994. Yeah. Bison died in their origin story. Yeah, they, but, yeah they, they would have to do some serious science fiction to bring yes. him back. You know, I mean, like she—I mean, she basically—I mean, she snapped his head around. Yeah, like, yeah, like, know, like, like crack. he, like he died with his head head facing the wrong direction. Yeah, <laughs> let's not think about that because it make your brain melt. But. Yeah, you know, but but okay, so so Legend of Chun Li. The pro the prop the biggest problem with this movie is that it fails to take into consideration the possibility of future movies. Yes, it does. You know, it it, it it's a standalone movie that's desperately calling out for sequels. 
<laughs> and it makes no sense because I mean, why? First off, why is Bison even? Well, Irish. I mean, <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say. No. Um, I was gonna say why? Why is Bison even in this? Really. You know, like, Bison should have been mentioned, like, at the beginning of the movie, because there is history between Chung yes. Lee and Bison. Like, according to the game mythology, yes. Yes. There, there is history between Bison and, and Chung Lee. Uh, Bison, I believe, kills her father. Something like that. You know, which they do yeah. in, in, in the, the movie. In the movie. In the beginning, first like twenty minutes, we're actually pretty good. But I mean, but the, but the rest of the movie should have been her training and and like and fighting in these small tournaments. It should have been essentially this movie should have been a punch fighting. But no, no, no punch fighting whatsoever. It's, there's hardly any actual like punching or kicking. Movie. Like maybe it's like the, three fight scenes, and they're like somewhat and, poorly choreographed. And they're sad. They're really sad. Like the whole movie's fucking. Like even Balrog is shooting a fucking gun. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he, and he also has a rocket launcher. Yeah, Balrog. He's a boxer. He's a boxer. I mean, you can't throw some fucking gloves on him and let him punch. I mean, and Michael Clark Duncan looks like a big dude. Michael Clark Duncan could have been an awesome Balrog. And he ruined. Well, let's say the writing and directing. I'm gonna say the writing and the directing ruined that character yeah. for it. But I mean, why give Balrog? A gun. That is just. I don't want to. I mean, they almost it. they almost got it right when they when you know they didn't give Vega a gun. Well, it was close. He came after her with his claw. Taboo. Yeah, taboo. <laughs> yeah, Vega was played by Taboo from Black Eyed Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas fan. Yeah, they got retarded up in here. You know. Oh wow, that's uh, really apt. Really Funny. telling that. Yeah, like, awful. A, a person who has a song called "Get Retarded" in a movie like this. Yeah. <laughs> It's unfortunate, too, because I was hoping they would have hired Will I Am for the character. <laughs> what about Fergie for uh, Chun Li? Yeah, Fergie for Chun Li. It would have made, made just as much sense. But this this is a movie that is, that is in desperate need of a gritty remake. I'm willing to watch it. Not Chun Li, though. No, no, something like Ryu. Yeah, like, like the Ken and Ryu origin story would have been a lot, lot more interesting. Um, Guile's story would have been a lot more interesting. <laughs> Fuck, E. Honda's story. Yeah, you know. You know, Blanca, Dalsim, any of them would have been... I don't know. No, Thunderhawk is an awful character. But he had the... I won't say what movie. I Never mind. But DJ? <laughs> Cammy? But Zangief. Yeah, Zangief. You know, Zangief wrestled bears. Come on! And he basically brought down the Soviet Russia. Kind of. Or at least part of it. Zang, Zangief was an awesome character. And not I, in the movie. Not in Chun-Li. Not in Legend of Chun-Li. He wasn't in Legend of Chun-Li. No, no it yeah. was. It's like playing the Game Boy version of, of Street Fighter like, Three characters. It's like it's like <laughs> take, it's like taking this this game that's like mired in mysticism and trying to make it a reality. You know? Nope. No, it's stupid. So, what would you rate? It? I'm gonna give it one and a half. I'll give it like a one. Yeah, it's not a good movie. I it was close to being okay too. But I'm I'm gonna want, I'm getting sick of talking about this. Tell you the truth. <laughs> no, I hear you. So move on. Move on. Term would have been butt pirate. Yeah, but I was being. That's a nicer. That's a nicer term. <laughs> butt pirate. <laughs> I said more appropriate. Oh, okay. For you. Ow. Zing. Just got zinged. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's stay on topic. What well, we haven't even established the topic yet. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we're a half a minute into this. We don't even. People don't even know what they're listening to yet. They're like, "What the fuck? Yeah, what know, is this randomness? Talk about anything yet? 
You know, we're 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 approaching a minute into this review. Push this joke to a minute, and nobody has any idea what the fuck we're talking about yet. So maybe we should maybe in I don't know ten seconds we should tell okay. them. You know, <laughs> really, really pushing this to its extreme limit. All right, District B thirteen ultimatum. Well, so that's the funny thing. I wanted to talk about that. It's not called District B thirteen ultimatum. It's just called District thirteen ultimatum. Well, what about the first one? It's called District B thirteen. Yeah, exactly. The first one's called District B thirteen. But I guess for the second one, they decided to stick with the original French title of just District thirteen. Oh. I don't know why they added the B into the first one. Yeah, what's the? You know, they could have just kept it as District thirteen, but whatever. So ultimatum. District thirteen ultimatum. You know, the sequel to the... The classic. Amazing parkour... Parkour! Action, action film, District B-13, that came out several years back. I kind of wish it was 2006. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got, it's got David Bell and Cyril Raffaelli, yeah. two of the... Two world-class parkour... Yeah. Slash stuntmen. Yeah, slash stunt guys, who are seriously some of the best... I mean, just the amazing work. And we're lucky that we get to see this. Exactly. You know. And it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, it's one of the few situations where the stunt guy really gets to take center stage and come, you know, come right up front and center and, and, and right. it's, it's all them. And like, the th I think one of the big, you know, crowning achievements that these movies have always had is no wires, no nets. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I mean, they no always... No wire foo. No wire foo. Hey, all Wire foo. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty incredible film. Um, I mean, well, story no, I mean action wise, action wise, story wise, not so much. I mean, it's <laughs> like the first the first one didn't exactly have a mind blowing plot, but. The, uh, the yeah, this one's like the same one. Yeah, the yeah. second one almost has the exact same plot, except they're open about it. <laughs> I mean, if you remember in the first film, the, the the entire plot is that they sneak a, a bombing right. into into District B thirteen, you know, because they're going to blow it up. In this one, they're just like, we're going to blow it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they forgot to last time. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess they figured once. Uh, well, I mean, but the one thing they do figure out to do, although it doesn't really matter because he ends up breaking out pretty easily, is uh, is they end up arresting Damien. Cyril Raffaelli's yeah. character. Oh, Damien. No, yeah. I remember. I forgot. Um, I, that's okay. I don't remember the other ones. Oh, oh. Lido. Lido is the other guy. Wow, pretty good there. Yeah, they end up arresting Damien uh, preemptively, basically. Yeah, it's like, you're going to yeah. do something, so... Yeah. Well, I think they pin a, uh, a they pin murder. A murder. Yeah. They always pin a murder on the guy. Yeah, it's like, whatever. But yeah, there's a, there's a, pretty, there's a pretty awesome... Uh, Pretty pretty awesome escape scene and the work of art bit. Everything. Well, no, yeah, the work of art scene. That's I wasn't talking about, but that oh. is, but that is uh, impressive. I mean, basically, here's a movie that thrives on the stunts yeah. and on the action. Yeah, because if you want, if you're looking for plot, look elsewhere. You might as well go to a different movie. Yeah, you know. What is it? I mean, there's like, plenty. There's plenty of other French films that have highfalutin French that, films. Yeah, that have that have all <laughs> sorts of plot and story and character development, and drama and, yeah. and surrendering and all that stuff. So it's <laughs> like <laughs> this. This one is this one is is nothing yeah. but just pure action. The first one was amazing. If you remember the first one, there was my favorite scene. I think you know what it is. Oh, the casino the, fight scene. The casino fight scene with the best drop kick I've ever seen in my life. You know, one of the best drop kicks. It's like, well, he does, is, are you talking about the drop knee that he does? Oh, the, oh, oh it's a drop knee. Okay. Yeah, 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 where he, he does this, like, flip off the stairs and, like, hits him, yeah. hits him dead on with his knee. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's plenty, there's actually several yeah. pre pretty intense scenes like that in this one as well. There's actually a scene in 
very similar to the casino scene. Yeah, and, I remember he pulls the guy's foot down. And yeah, he, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, but the but yeah, really, the movie. I mean, it's amazing, just amazing as far as like the action is concerned. And, and I like the fact that they go for the humor every now and again. It's not just. You know, it's not just mindless action the entire time. Right, right. It's not as good as the first one, but it's not as bad as people saying it is. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people give it a lot of flack. I don't really understand why. The movie, you know, yeah, it's not Citizen fucking King, but come on. It, it's a it's a real quality, mindless action yeah. film. They should make more of those. I think they should. Well, I, I think I'm happy that we get these in the first place. Yeah, I mean, so. and even, even, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and even if even if they don't do another District 13 movie, yeah. you know, I mean, I'd still love to see David Bell and Ciro Raffaele do another film together. That'd be cool. I mean, they have good chemistry. Yeah, they do. They work really well together. Yeah. They're they're really good stuntmen. They're really good with the parkour. I mean, it's really parkour. just Sorry, yeah. Yeah, sure. parkour. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it's 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 a it's a lot of fun to watch these guys work. You know, and that's all it is. I mean, it's no different than just going on YouTube and watching an hour's worth of parkour videos. Or it's not worth it you know, because you get a more professionally produced product. Well, I'm saying guys. it's it. Okay, let me let me let me correct my last my previous okay. statement. Okay. It's like it's. It's not much different than going online to YouTube and watching an hour and a half of David Bell and Cyril Raffaelli <laughs> okay. parkour videos. Right, right. You know, there, there's a lot of talent there. These guys are really athletic. You know, Bosch was talking about how, how he really appreciated how well-sculpted they were. Oh, wait, I think yeah. you actually said that. But... <laughs> no, no, you're, mis- you're, you're confusing me and you yet again. With me. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Why does that always happen? All right, so... <laughs> Pulled the old switcheroo on. Yeah, the it. old bait and switch. Master bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> the old master bait, bait and switch. switch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing you're going to say all day. Uh, there's always one joke I say that's <laughs> Just, you know, just a springboard of other duds. <laughs> oh, man. We should uh, the, stop there. The rest, the rest of your, the rest of the night's going to be your C plus game. Yeah, I'm, I'm this is I'm getting a B minus right now. <laughs> well, the one thing I was a little disappointed about that they didn't have in this one that they did in the first was uh, the the chick who played Leto's sister. Well, she was in it for two seconds at the beginning. Yeah, but that's just showing that that's just showing the ending of the first movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the amazing part is that they try to blow up District B thirteen, which magically becomes District thirteen. Yeah, there's no B all of a sudden, even though this whole entire thing literally takes place like days after the first one ended. You know, they don't or no, it was like six months, right? right? You know, they're like uh, six months later. I mean, come on, it's only six months, and they and they don't show Leto's sister at all, who's the most important person in the world to him in the first movie. Right. Just gone in well, the second. Gone. They don't really explain that. They don't explain it at all, which is my biggest complaint with the movie. But I thought, I thought overall, it was a really, it was a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of really great action. I think. You, don't you have a new favorite character though? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Holy shit! You almost forgot. I completely forgot about that sexy beast. Yeah. You know, there, there's this. Uh, Asian, she's Asian, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Guess, I guess she's Asian. Chick, Frasian. He, yeah, French he, Asian. Yeah, Frasian. Yeah. Heavily <laughs> tattooed. I mean, straight up onto her face and everything. Huh? That was her name, Tao. Tao. Yeah, that's right. We're wearing an outfit that's essentially her naked. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's wearing like a bustier that doesn't cover up the breasts. No, but un- unfortunately, there's something in right. the top half of the outfit that doesn't show And her nipple. weapon of choice is... It's her hair. Yeah. It, uh, her blade hair. Yeah, blade hair. She's got a fucking gigantic blade right at the right at the that end cool. of her hair. She swings it around, slicing people up. It's pretty awesome. Nice. I mean, it's been done before in martial arts flicks, but right. they did a really good job with it here. I mean, she, she sliced brothers up pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Uh, I liked how they had.
had to. Um, I liked how they had to bring. You know, they had to bring together like this like rainbow coalition of like bad guys. Yeah. You know, to fight against like the a, government. Uh, I like neo Nazi or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, yeah, there was the white power guy. Yeah. There was the African dude. There, there was the, all your favorite the Arab, the yeah. Asians, and then yeah. You know, and then Leto. I guess he represents the the regular white folk. <laughs> or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the regular like French Frenchy people. Yeah, you know, the casual frogs. Yeah, four. I don't know. I give like three and a half bits frogs. I guess <laughs> three and a half frogs. Three and a half frogs out of five. Croak, croak, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I figure three and a half. Probably. Yeah, because it's not as good as the first one. It was no. never. It won't, it won't ever be. You know. But no, the first one's a total five star. Yeah, that was like the it's, best movie. It's ever. one. It's one of the best action films I've ever seen. I might want to watch it again. Yeah, I think. I think. Kind of makes you want to watch the first one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is. That, that's the ultimate sign of, a, yeah. of an insult on this on a yeah. sequel. Is if it, it really makes you want to watch the the original again. But unfortunately, that's kind of exactly what happens with District 13 Ultimatum, is it makes you really want to watch District 13. Yeah, I love that. There's a that quote I told you about Boondock Saints, too. It's like, it says yeah. on the back of the DVD. It makes us uh, think why we love the first one so much. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, oh, no, no, no. It, it reminds us why we watched the, the first, first one, one over and over, and over again. Yeah. Like, that's funny. It's like, yeah. wow, that's a damning telling. It really is. It really Why really couldn't is. it just, like, say, cool, badass, and a cool news or something? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think the nerds over at Aiden Cool News would come up with something better than cool and badass. All right, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Or, or maybe they get Jeff Craig a 60-second preview. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah I, think that's all, I think that's all we got to say about that. But, so, you know, well, yeah, maybe, maybe if we if we, uh, if we we rewatch District B-13, maybe we'll talk about that one yeah, at okay. some point. But, I mean, for right now, who cares? Uh, I think that's the time to move on. Time machine working? Because we're going I, 16 years in the past. Well, I was going to say, I hope your your brain is swollen back to normal <laughs> size so we can get on to this next one. But uh, yeah, we fired up the time machine. Yep. We went back 16 years to watch... We went to the theater. <laughs> Street Fighter. The thing about Street Fighter, the original Street Fighter, is that it's not a bad movie. This it's it's not a good movie. No, it's campy. But it's campy as hell. It's a lot of fun. There's, I mean, they're, they're joking around. It's obvious that there was a that there was a lot of fun yeah. on set and the sense of humor. And the, yeah, there's a lot of there's a really good sense of humor about the film. It's it's very self parody. There's a lot of self deprecation, you know, and, and it's almost it's almost kind of fun to watch. Except they, the fact that it's still kind of a bad movie. But the good, I mean, interrupt you there. But it's they have all the characters this time. A lot of them. Just about, well, they say T-Hawk was in the movie, and I mentioned T-Hawk a million times in the last review, but I didn't see him. Did you see him? Yeah, I did. He well, was, where was he, he? He was throughout the entire movie. He was fucking Guile's right-hand man. He was? Yeah. They never said his name once. Oh, I didn't even notice yeah. that then. That's yeah. why. He was, he's like a blink and you miss it, but he's still there. Yeah, but he, it's like... <laughs> it's essentially, no, he wasn't a blink and you miss it. He was throughout the entire movie. He was he was in the movie from the very beginning to the very end. He, in fact, he was so in it to the very end that he's one of the characters in the, the, freeze that, frame? the famous freeze frame. Um, the problem is, is that they never say his name at all no. in the course of the entire movie. I would have remembered. Yeah, they yeah. never say his name at all, ever. Well, basically, what the thing is, you're supposed to look at his hair and realize, oh, that's Thunderhawk. Well, 
I guess. You know, see, this movie was made when Super Street Fighter 2 came out. So That's why Cammy, Thunderhawk was in it. Thunderhawk yeah. and DJ, all the new characters. Two, two of those three characters did not need to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cammy doesn't wear the outfit. That's the biggest problem. They get they get this hot-ass chick like Kylie Minogue yeah. to play Cammy and then not have her in Cammy's outfit. I mean, of course, you know why. Yeah. Because it's, it's a fucking sexy. PG-13 movie. Well, it's yeah. too sexy for yeah, PG-13. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's too sexy. It's a and, Yes. And it's just hilarious. You know, Van Damme's hilarious as the ginger... <laughs> yeah, why is he ginger? Kyle. <laughs> why is Guile ginger? Blonde in the game. do 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 and there's no Sonic Boom. There's no Sonic Boom. They can't afford that in 1994. Yeah, but still, I mean, they still faked the Hadouken. It was so brief. It was, it was ridiculous. Not even a Hadouken. No, it was, it was like it was, air. it was like he um, hit the guy like with his fist. Yeah, and it sort of like exploded on his chest. But he could said Hadouken or Hadouken. Yeah, he or... did. Yeah, he didn't say Hadouken. Yeah. You know, nobody said Shuriken. Yeah. Nobody said hit that Hadouken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, <laughs> I guess we're a nerd and fighter. Uh, well, I, you know, the funny thing is, I never really played that much when I was a kid. Oh, really? Well, I, just, I, know, I, I just know all the, I know all the, I, <laughs> I just, I've been playing for 17 years now. <laughs> well, the best part of the movie, not Van Damme, it is no, Raul right. Julia as M. Bison. Oh, without a doubt. Raul Julia is so over the top as M. Bison, it's unbelievable. Well, he, he says, game over! <laughs> yeah, some of Raul Julia's lines are just amazing. Probably his best performance. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know how true that is. but a movie called Kiss the Spider Woman. Actually. Yeah, it, but, it, but it is his last movie. That's so got, Well, I used to what, think... Way to go out. <laughs> I used to think that that was the case, but I mean, come on. Everybody's got to have a last movie. At least he's going to be... At least he's well known for his last movie now. Well, it's, that, it's, no, it's a movie It's just embarrassing. Well, without a doubt. Without a doubt, it's an embarrassing film. But he didn't live long after that to, to, to suffer to the embarrassment. So. I, guess, I don't think he was able to catch yeah. that check or read, or read the reviews. Yeah. But the best part of the movie, I just said Ed Bison was part of the movie, but the other best part of the movie was the CPR suit. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they successfully managed to kill off M. Bison and his fucking suit brings him back to life. <laughs> so why didn't he get back to life when he got kicked in the face by a spin kick by Van Damme? Or maybe it would only be used once. I don't know. And let's not forget about the, uh, the sad clown Bison face. Remember that picture? Of oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah, in, in Bison's room, there's a picture of him as a clown. <laughs> like, as a Think clown. About that. Yeah, Think about that for a second. M. Bison. M. Bison, a tough dude. As a clown. A sad, and a sad clown. A sad clown. He's like frowning. The tears of a clown. Yeah, he's literally frowning. <laughs> it's insane. Hilarious. But insane. Oh, I love that. Um, but this one, but this one actually manages to have, you know, and this one's got Chung Lee in it too. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's she did a better job. Yeah, they, yeah Ming Na. Ming Na does a great job as uh, Chung Lee. Granted, it, it kind of screws her backstory up. Oh but, yeah. But who cares? As the two Chung Lees, she was the better one. Ming she Ming was the better Chung Lee. Yeah, she actually looked Asian yeah, because she, she actually is Asian. Asian. You know, they they get her in a suit that's similar to, at the very least, similar to what. Yes, and she did the spinning kick. She, kind of. she did the spin kick. She she did a lot of things. Like you know, the movie was pretty faithful to the game. Yeah, that's the thing is that these guys. It was obvious that they made a movie around the idea yeah. of the game, whereas The Legend of Chun Li made a movie in an attempt to reboot to make it yeah. real. You know, dumb idea. 
Yeah, but I don't want, you know, Street Fighter 94 is way better. It's a better film. It actually is a better film. It holds film. up, actually. And it holds up, too. That was that was very surprising, yeah. is how well the fucking movie held up. Held up. It, that movie held up better than Kylie Minogue's face did. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> the last 16 years, Ben, have not been nice to her. Well, she did the locomotion. And, uh, <laughs> but anywho, gotta, why would you want to rate this sucker? Why we're not we're done talking about you it? Right? Talking about it? Well, I mean, there's a ton of shit we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about Zangief. Oh yeah, well he's like the comic relief. Z- Zangief is like the, he plays like a retarded Russian. It's like change the channel. And Ihana didn't do his thousand hand slap. He did his thousand. Yes, he absolutely did. When did he do the thousand hand? He slap? He did his thousand hand slap at the end of the movie when he's fighting Zangief. I don't remember that. Well, they didn't show him at like side view doing. What they did is they showed uh, like a first-person perspective, and, and like and like hands slapping Zangief. Uh, real, okay, real. well I guess it didn't register to my brain. Yeah. And but then, um, but but I want to I want to explain the joke you said before because you gave the punchline without telling the joke. What was the, it? The change the channel. Oh. <laughs> and you just shouted change the channel like somebody's gonna get what the hell you're talking well, about. Street Fighter. Well, they should, that's true. They should watch the movie regardless. But what happens is you know uh, is that Chung Lee sets up a bomb and then broadcasts that there's a bomb through this television. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody's sitting there watching the television, you know, all freaked oh, out, no. like, oh my god, there's this bomb. And of course, Zangief walks up and goes, somebody change the channel! Oh, god. You it's know. embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And let's not forget that everything is spelled out for you. E. Honda says, it's gas! You know, when there's gas coming in the headquarters? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they pretty much, I mean, yeah, they pretty much tell you everything that's, that's going on. Made for dum-dums. It kind of is made for dum-dums, but at the same time, that also gives you the opportunity to just shut your brain off and just watch it. That's true. You know, you don't, you don't have to think about anything. <laughs> apparently, uh, except for, uh, apparently, when E. Honda does his thousand-minute slap. <laughs> but it's such a fun movie. I mean, there's a lot of comic relief. Actually, the movie's more comic relief than it is anything else, you know? It's basically comedy. The entire, well, it's obviously a comedy, yeah. but I'm saying it's like there's a lot there's a lot more comic relief than there is anything else. Yes, yes. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty funny. Watch it now. Rent it now, buy it now, yeah. Download it now. Like even, even DJ who didn't need to be in the movie. It's still funny. He's like, you know, draw my mom, you know. Yeah, 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 he's got a real thick like Jamaican accent. And he's he evil, know, he's he was against the bison in the game. Well that's what I'm saying. It's like there's there are some weird choices for that too. It's like you know, there's well, even when you think about that, there's one really obvious switcheroo they could have done that would have made the whole thing make a lot of sense. Okay. Well, Balrog was a good guy. Yeah, Balrog is nice in this one. And DJ's bad. Just switch it. They should have just switched them. Nope. You know, but I guess it, I guess it, it I, for some reason it doesn't make sense to have to have Balrog be a computer guy. I don't know. I mean, it kind I of makes know. sense, but still dumb. It, just, it hurts the movie because I enjoy it. So if you think about it too much, you're not gonna like it anymore. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. If you try to, if you try to, uh, if you try to analyze it or have it make sense, it's not gonna. It's not. You're not gonna enjoy it. But anyway, let's let's get down to brass tacks on this one now. What, what would you give it? Uh, probably a two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, two and three. Yeah, I'd probably give it a three. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, that makes sense. It was fun. It was a good time had by all. Yeah. 
watch it. And you have other video game movies that are also... Well, this is going to be a very long-running, <laughs> you know, thing we're going to do. I suspect we're probably going to have video game movies most episodes. Yes, we have you a know. lot more to go. We won't say which ones, but... No, we're not... I mean, obviously, if you know video games and you know movies that are based on video games, then you'll know what movie we're, we're going to be doing. basically but, all of them. Yeah, we're going to try to watch... We're going to try to watch all of them, of course, in the next several years. Yes. <laughs> um, it's going to take a long 30 time. 30 more to go. <laughs> well, 30 that we written down. Right. I'm sure there's a lot more than that. That's probably like a hundred more to go. Uh, but moving on. Now it's time to get meta on your ass. Hex on Hex with Jonah Hex. Hey Burr. Jonah, what's going on, buddy? Burr. I heard you uh, finally watched your own movie. Oh, God. <laughs> so you didn't like your own movie? Words. You know, I... Uh, I can't I, hear you too well. A little unintelligible. You did say that in the movie, didn't you? You said it to uh, Megan Fox. This is how I talk. You better get used to it, because this, uh, this is how I sound when well, I talk. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I, I talk through my teeth the entire time. Uh, even if I'm talking to a beautiful woman like Megan Fox, I still tend to just talk through my teeth. And people really love your name, because they said it over 20 times. Yeah, I, uh, I'd like to propose a drinking game, <laughs> uh, if, if you will, that every time somebody says my name on film, somebody should take a shot. They'd be dead. Uh, they'd be dead. Alcohol poisoning. I don't know if they'd be dead. They'd just be really fucked up. Maybe an alcohol coma. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I finally got to watch my movie. So, did you like it? No. Did, well, what happened? Oh, oh, I know why. Why? It's, it's not your, you know, it's just a bad origin story, right? It, it's just another bad origin story. <laughs> and I already knew where I came from, <laughs> so I didn't need to be told yeah. where I came from. Very interesting. I see that you speak to the dead in the movie. Yeah, you know, I like to touch people, so... Uh, oh, really? <laughs> well, especially, especially when they're kind of dried out a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> they like to talk. So, what is the plot of your movie? What? Wait, there's like, a, there was a plot? I, I thought there was. Uh, you, you took me to a special screening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, special screening, yeah. It was, uh, we, we went to go see it in, uh, in Moe's room. Oh, I call that IMO, like IMAX. Yes, the, uh, the IMO. <laughs> Actually, uh, I uh, put it put it on the TV in the bathroom, and the little thirteen inch, and I had you watch it in there because I, I assumed at some point, at some point, we were gonna have to, we were gonna have to throw up. So, well, that's a good. We, <laughs> God, that movie was so bad. I'm sorry, because this is your. Now they're not gonna make another one because. Oh, they're not gonna make another movie about me. I, my career's <laughs> over. I'm so sorry because it just began. <laughs> <laughs> it's only just begun. <laughs> oh, you got a song to sing there, Jonah? Always. Always a song. I heard Crazy Heart is also based off of your story. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Call me bad. Well, yeah, I like the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> just like my movie. Call me bad. I'm sorry the movie was bad. It was pretty awful. You know, the, you know, the only thing that was the worst about it was not just you know me. Uh, you know, my my character being portrayed by Josh Brolin, who did a fantabulous job uh, as an actor, just with a bad character of me. Uh, but the, uh, the you know the, the, the why do they choose a Megan Fox to play the, the the supporting female when 
they could have picked somebody with talent. Well, they have to fill seats, but yeah, she doesn't fill seats. No, she just fills out bras. Yeah, that that waist is a little skinny there. It was a little disturbingly small, actually. Yeah. Yeah, what was that like filming? Oh wait, you were you're just a technical consultant. <laughs> I was the I was the gaffer <laughs> on the film. You're a best boy. I was a best boy grip. <laughs> yeah, more like a red boy, but it's like. <laughs> So I hope we see a sequel, maybe a better one. I, I don't see it happening. I have one more. Oh, what's so Turnbull? The arch nemesis. What, is he like, what, what was it like, like in the movie? That same in movie version. Uh, John Malkovich did a. You know, he's he's a great actor. I kind of wish he didn't look like a like a burnt out hobo in this film. <laughs> the uh, I mean, he would talk like a burnt out hobo. He's like he, he talked like like. Like he was the like he was the emperor of San Francisco, you know, <laughs> protector of Mexico. Well, yeah. that's what he you know they did chant his name. Turnbull, Turnbull. <laughs> I hate that name. I'm so sorry. Don't ever say that name to you, that right? Son of a bitch. So what's next for you? Next, I'm gonna go back to my printed roots and uh, <laughs> put out put out some good material. Go back on the page, yeah. And they go back onto the page. Turn that page, yeah. <laughs> Turn the page, yeah. <laughs> As far as my my movies concerned, I'll give it a. Uh, yeah, what would you rate it? I I can't, in all good faith, give this movie anything better than a half a star. Oh wow, that's mean there. Mean? I thought I was being nice. <laughs> this movie deserves a zero, and I was only giving it. A, I gave it a half star for Megan Fox's boobies. <laughs> well, at least you're a real man. Oh, I'm a real man, all right. <laughs> Jonah Hex, thank you for joining us. That's really nice of you to now you finally watch his own movie, so it was really interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jonah Hex is gonna take a sabbatical for a week or two and uh you recharge know, maybe, his batteries. <laughs> recharge his batteries, maybe we'll see him in the in the near future. But for now, after watching his own movie, he's he looks pretty beat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, are you I'm still here? Yeah, I'm pretty beat. Hey. I need to take a break. Go back to the green room. Okay. <laughs> Turnbull? Oh! <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's just to reiterate his point, it's a pretty shitty movie. Yeah, it wasn't very good. No. Could have been so much better. It could have been a lot better. Nope. <laughs> I think that sums it up with nope. Yeah, I think uh, I think now's a now's a good time to end. <laughs> so don't forget you can email us at drunkonvhs at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Drunk on VHS, and you can follow me on Twitter at IsForMorons. For Bosch, this is Mo. Till next time, guys. Peace.